Todd Goulet. Oh, a wise guy, eh? Nate Oliver. I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books. Taking on the tough issues. What kind of nonsense is this? And even some other stuff that really matters to no one. Cage matches? Yeah, they work. How could they not work? If they didn't work, everybody would still be in the cage. Once a week on iTunes, Stitcher, and whatever else you listen to. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. This is the Yankee Pilgrim. Hey, buddy. Yeah, man. Sorry about that. We were there a little before six. That's funny. We just missed you. Dude, like a, I, for some know, reason like I thought that was a lot further. Passing in the night. That's right. I thought that was a lot further away from you. No, dude, that's like 40, 40, 40 minutes, forty-five. Yeah. No, we, so I mean, we only stopped there because we were heading up to Springfield. So, but I mean, the place we went in Springfield was only what ten minutes from that Chick Fil A. Dude, we ought to record in that Chick Fil A sometime. <laughs> oh man, that would be the best. <laughs> Yeah. So th- this next one you want to talk about preaching at Christmas and uh, charity. Yeah, kind of maybe what we're working through with um in our Advent series. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just thought yeah. that might be good for some folks. Yeah, I think so. And then talking about ways to be charitable, especially as a church. Yeah. Uh, Christmas time because we've got a couple and uh, uh, let's see. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually going to add a line item here. Uh, All right. Cool. You ready to roll? Man, I'm ready. All right. Welcome to the Yankee Pilgrim. We are two New England pastors talking about ministry matters for New England and beyond. This is Todd Goulet, pastor of Friendship Baptist Church in Litchfield, Connecticut, joined by my bro host, a guy who has the good fashion taste and work ethic of a millennial, but the bad temperament and cynicism of Gen X, Nate Aller, Nate, Nate, Nate Aller, pastor of the Hollows Church, well, it's a Connecticut. How you doing, Nate? You jerk. <laughs> I totally botched that one. Oh, man, I worked so hard on that. Yeah, you did, man. You, you sounded like you had marbles in your mouth. I thought oh, you were Nate Oliver. Up Nate in, Oliver. I thought you were up in, up in Maine for a minute. <laughs> That's uh, Nate Oliver over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maina's got a pretty unique accent, that's for sure. Yeah, true. So, you do that what are we well. talking about today there, you old maniac? Man, we're, we're still in the Christmas spirit, man. Christmas time so we're gonna, coming. It's coming, baby. So, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what we're preaching through uh, this Advent season, uh, but also some ways as churches we can be charitable uh, throughout the holidays. And Man. yes, I said holidays. I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, that's a good topic, though. I mean, I wonder who comes up with these topics. I don't know. It's somebody good. who's an evil genius. <laughs> he has the cynicism of a Gen Xer. Yes. <laughs> and enjoys Swanson Salisbury steak meals. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that, man. Or not. All right. So, uh, hey, why don't you start then? So talk about what you're doing and what you're preaching through this Christmas. Yeah, man. So um, admittedly, Advent uh, can be a tricky time as a pastor if you you choose to stay on topic about Christ's birth because, as we know, the story doesn't change. Yeah. so what are some ways and and how, how one of the questions we have to ask is how do we how do we keep it fresh this time of year 
uh, and not preach the same sermon every year right. or same couple of sermons. So um, last year I did Galatians 4 uh, in the fullness of time. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so on and so forth. This year I decided to do kind of a broader um, broader reach. Uh, and so this past Sunday... I started out in our Advent series with the warfare of Christmas. Mm. And so I talked about Genesis 3.15 and how Christ would come and crush the head of the serpent and how Christmas is about the victory of Christ over Mm -hmm. sin, death, and evil, and the evil one. So I talked about the warfare of Christmas. I'm not an alliteration guy, but this year I'm doing an alliterated... um, this coming Sunday, I'm going to talk about the wonder of Christmas and talk about the virgin birth and just the reality that is absolutely mind-boggling um, that God would take on flesh and do the impossible. Um, and Mary, as a virgin, would conceive. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about the worship of Christmas and talk about Emmanuel, what that means, God with us, how Christ came so that we could be reconciled to God. and. Uh, we could worship God truly in Him. Um, so that's where I'm going this year with it. That's cool. So I'm excited. Got, I'm excited. So you've got you've got four sermons lined up. Well, so we actually have a break uh, because we do a children's pageant. Okay. Children's play. So and so Christmas Eve, I'll have two, but Christmas Eve evening, uh, I'll do something. A little different, kind of more, uh, probably more overview of the three sermons, just because so we'll have a lot of visitors that night. You're effectively canceling Christmas. Oh no, not at uh. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, when do you guys ha- you guys have a Christmas pageant? Yeah, the kids do a Christmas play. Um, when does that happen? The seventeenth. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. They'll do a little Christmas play and do the Christmas story. It's really cute. That's cool. You know, you know how kid plays are. They're fun and funny. Oh yeah, and, and it, it draws in a lot of people as well. So well, that's true too. And you guys are also having a live nativity uh, next. next yeah, weekend? we are. Uh, uh, yeah. So the sixteenth, the Saturday from three to six, we're gonna have some live music. Some, uh, we're excited about it. Live music is only between five and six yeah uh, but the the live nativities from three to six so we're really excited about that it's on the town green yeah baby you gotta you gotta send me the address to that because we're coming we're, we're making All the right. trip Sounds yeah good. so uh, <laughs> mine and again the idea of making sure we keep it fresh and i and i appreciate that the good the good news is that it's all there for us and and yes. we as pastors we just need to unfold it and unpack it and explain it. Last year, it worked out very well because I started our series in the book of Matthew on the first Sunday of Advent. And we've been in the book of Matthew since then, and we'll be in Matthew for a few more years. But uh, So I had Matthew 1 and Matthew 2 last year. Uh, I was doing exposition on those passages. And so that was our, our Advent series. Now this year, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm actually... Um, I'm taking the framework from a great little book by Alistair Begg called The Christmas Playlist. And so I'm essentially, 
using his framework and adding a lot more exposition and application to it. And I recommend that book to anyone. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm taking the four songs of Christmas found in the book of Luke. So Mary's song, which was our, our passage for this past Sunday. Uh, this weekend is Zechariah's song. Uh, then the angel song, and then Simeon's song, and so each one of will these songs. Doing, will, based... will, will you be doing Brian's song? Brian, uh, I don't know. No. Okay, sorry. I, I don't know who's Brian. I think that's a, a cheesy '70s movie about a football player, right? Oh, so yeah, man. You just, it was you a really, it was a really there. bad joke. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Yeah, so. <laughs> I I thought maybe that was like a K-Love song that you like or something. Well, but, no, it, it could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. basically the, the purpose is, man, I, I was doing this great introduction I mean, I of de- what we're doing. Um, and so, I derailed it. Yeah, so last Sunday was Mary, and, and each one of these songs answers a question. Mary's song answers the question, who is God? Um, Zechariah's song answers the question, why do you need God? And so on and so forth until we get to Christmas Eve. And of course, Christmas Eve is one of the biggest attendance days of the years. And so it all builds up to a very unique message about um, about Simeon's song, which probably is not going to be preached on a lot on Christmas Eve, but it is one of the, it is the culminating song of Advent. So uh, it's been great so far. I think Sunday went well. Uh, if you want to, you can go to friendshipbc.com and you can listen to the stuff there. Now, are you guys recording yours yet? Yeah, yeah, we put it on on the website. And what's your website? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, fedchurchwillington.org. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, uh, I'm laughing with you. <laughs> I couldn't. So, I, I couldn't recall. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the purpose, really, of of my approach to preaching through these four songs in the Book of Luke, is so that those who don't need, know Jesus, the evidence presented in the songs will convict and convince them to repent and believe, and also for believers that they would grow deeper roots into the gospel or to say in another way that they would believe God, not believe in God, but that they would believe God because for believers to believe what God says in his word changes a lot of things about us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's our approach this year and uh, it's been good so far. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that we try to do at Christmas time as a, as a team of elders first, we don't want to overburden the people of our church because Christmas is a really busy time with travel and family and office activities and everything else. And so uh, strategically, if you look at our church calendar this month, there's not a lot going on. We have Sunday services. We have our life groups, which are like home-based Bible studies. We have our Wednesday night programs. But we haven't added a lot of extra Christmas stuff to it simply because we don't want to be the point of frustration for people and busyness, especially this time of year. We want to make it as simple as we can for people. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and this this whole idea, we've actually taken a, a really different approach uh, to the way our facility looks as well. Uh, friendship in years past used to be a high church, so it was very, it was much more, I, I don't want to use the word old school, but you know, it had that high church look to it. Uh, this year, we've, we've, made the stage area black 
And as a backdrop, we're going to be changing sets with each sermon series. So with this sermon series, we used uh, white lights. I don't know if you saw the pictures, some of the pictures posted online. Um, yeah, I did. It, it that's just... why I asked about the lasers and the fog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you asked me about the lasers. Yeah, the lasers and the smoke show is coming in next Sunday. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a means to make make it more appealing to visual learners. Uh in January, I'm going to be preaching through the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation. And for each one of the churches, we have a, a, a sign being made that's going to be hung in the church. And it's it, it looks like an old distressed diner sign. Each one of them does. But each one of them has a word on it. So, for instance, for the church in Ephesus, the word is love. Remember love. And, and each one of them, that theme is going to be played out. So we're just we're making it, uh, trying to make it a little more appealing to visual learners as well as those who learn from uh, the more traditional lecture approach. Man, you are so cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I am. I am one pair of skinny jeans away from being really cool. Actually, that wouldn't be cool at all if I was, yeah. What's up with no, that, No, it wouldn't, man? but you could try. <laughs> yeah, I can't even put my hair in a faux hawk. I don't have enough hair to put in a faux hawk. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of our approach this Christmas, and uh, really excited about it so far. And I think the other half of this, the other thing that we wanted to talk about is is charity. Uh, charity in the in the biblical sense, charity in the sense of of love, and especially this time of year uh, at Christmas time, because Thanksgiving and Christ- Christmas seem to be the times of year that people soften up to the idea of charity and service. And uh, sadly, that's not the only time of year that you can be charitable and serve. But it, I think it is the most common time. So, what are some of the things that that you guys are doing or, or that you're promoting uh, from the the work of charity? Or from well, the perspective the things, of charity, rather. Yeah, one of the things we do as a church is there's a local organization that connects us with some families that are um, down and out. Uh, they need some help during the holidays. They have kids. Uh, so we do that, and we uh, adopt a family in town, same kind of thing, who's That's great. Maybe, sh- maybe struggling. And um, we, we put together some gift cards and some stuff so the parents can go shopping for the kids or... Um, you know, sometimes we just give them whatever they, they need or ask for. Sometimes we'll go do the shopping for them. Um, so that, and, uh, we, we do some meals and some food at the food bank in town. Um, and we also, we take up a special offering Christmas Eve, um, that goes to the Willington, um, I can't recall the specific name of it, but it's for people who need oil uh, and oh, okay. heat in the winter. So we do a, a big offering Christmas Eve for that. That's really cool. Yeah, so so really just trying to meet people with some physical needs and share the love of Christ uh, with them in this time of year. That's really cool. For us, it really, it starts in in July. We start with Operation Christmas Child promoting yep. that work in July, getting the boxes out to people. And we are a distribution hub for this uh, part are. of of Litchfield County. There's another bigger one in Watertown, but we're like for the northern churches. And so I think this year we shipped five or 600 boxes through the church. Yeah, uh, it, awesome. it wasn't as big as it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as big as it has been in, in the past, which is funny because the church has grown. Um, tremendously, but a lot of the more traditional things that we've done in the past aren't as 
the response rate isn't as you know it isn't there's no direct correlation between the two um yeah. but yeah so operation christmas child is our big thing for november we also have a, a our outreach team which anybody can be a part of and they work in the soup kitchen and so they're going to be working in the soup kitchen i think in a few weeks uh but that's part of our rotation and we're trying to partner with another soup kitchen in winstead we the one that we work with is in torrington which is really close to us uh, but what's really cool this year is we have two main areas of focus for Christmas time. Uh, the first is the traditional Lottie Moon Christmas offering that benefits the International Mission Board and goes directly to international missionaries, which is something that we as a church have been part of for a long time. Of course, being a Southern Baptist organization, we are part of the, the Lottie Moon offering, which is a big Southern Baptist offering every year. So that's our that's one of our bigger ones that supports international missions, but we're also partnering with a local school district. Uh, the school actually contacted us, which is really cool. Uh, but the school basically adopts several, or actually I think a couple dozen families every year that have needs for Christmas, whether it's food or clothing or gifts, and they get a bunch of organizations to get all this stuff together and then the school distributes it to them. So we're trying to be a really big part of that this year so that we could be part of it again next year. That's awesome. Yeah. And then in January, um, we really haven't talked about this to the church yet, but we're going to be um, looking to do, I, I call it Oper Operation Restock. Uh, but we have two food banks that are very close to us. And in January, we want to help them restock the shelves because food bank giving goes way up in November and December, but then it almost ends. And the food banks are struggling through January and February to, to basically restock their shelves. And so last year, we delivered stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry. Your, your microphone's doing that. You sound like a Demogorgon. Do I? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Now you're good. Now you're good. Sound like a demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> for the for those who watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I've never seen it. No, I'm just kidding. I binge watched the second yeah. season when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to get you in the holiday spirit like a demogorgon. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> oh man. So so what else are you guys doing this time of year? Or what else what other suggestions can you give to some of the pastors that are listening? Oh man, I just think look look for opportunities with people to to be a, a faithful presence with them, and again, there's a lot of, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people hurting the holiday season because of lost loved ones. Um, you know, maybe this is the first year without a spouse or a parent or a grandparent. You know, just look for ways to be faithful and and minister by being a faithful presence. And uh, again, there's there's no lack of physical needs out there with people. As we're getting into the holidays and here in New England, getting into the cold season, there's going to be people who need help with heat yeah. and some things like that. And, um, again, most importantly, just uh, what in whatever ways we help, asking for the Lord to open doors so that we may share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, uh, because that is the key to everything. Yeah, it is, man. Like, you know, it's been great this for some reason this year, the Lord has is, is helped to put people into my life so that I'm doing a lot more one-on-one -on -one work through the holidays. Um, 
our church is a relatively larger church, especially for New England. And so it seems like my focus at times is always large scale stuff. It's, it's sermons, it's vision, it's programs, but it's really good to go right back to what shepherding is. And it's that one-on-one discipleship contact, uh, helping people through different issues in their lives that's that's where the Lord has brought me back to this Christmas, and I'm very thankful for it. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So let me ask you the question. What are you into? What am I into? Right now, because I'm chewing on it, I'm into Muji Pen. Uh, <laughs> Is that a food know? or a... No, it's a Japanese pen. It's a point oh, it's three a pen. eight. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. a pen. And, uh, man, it writes like butter. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I've been using these for a while. And, uh, again, that .38, man, it writes fine tip. Ooh, you like um, fine tip. Yeah, no doubt. I do, I do too. I, I can't deal with people that have these, these ballpoint pens where the, the tip is like two inches wide. I'm like, how do you even write with that? You know what it is, too? My handwriting's terrible. And uh, I feel like the the fine tip helps me get it under control a little bit, a little bit. And no matter how bad your handwriting is, if you use a fine tip pen, it looks better. And yeah, you look a little more important, and I'm going yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it looks a, it looks a little bit classier, right? When you got the fine it, tip pen, it does, man. And, and you know, my signature looks like Sanskrit. Um, so, you know, hey, I could, I could, I could be a doctor without the schooling. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What What are you into? Uh, well, I think I'm, I'm going to take the high road here and I'm going to go with more of a spiritual answer than pen. Uh, you would, you would. <laughs> I'm really, and I started, I alluded to it before, but I'm really into discipleship and it seems as a, as a pastor, Lately, my job has been teaching disciples how to make disciples. Yeah. Um, and I think my my dear brother, Pastor Rob, who, who's kind of my partner in crime at the church, I think you would agree that the church has become this really healthy disciple-making environment where more and more people are meeting one-on-one and they're going through things like Multiply, Francis Chan's book, or they're studying together in the Word of God. They're taking part in uh, the, the several small groups that we have in these different communities. So just seeing that happen and being able to be a part of it, and it's almost like the fruit of our labors over the past few years are really starting to come and, and, and be shown. And so that's just, it's cool, man. It's just really cool to see it, and I'm, I'm thankful. Man. You are so pious. I, I take back mine. I'm into reading the Bible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's all. Awesome. Too late, man. You <laughs> no, like pens no, no, and no. I take like back. discipleship. I, take it back, I think man. that I like says the, everything. I like the Bible, the gospel, and Jesus. <laughs> so there. Well, I, I like I like <laughs> Chick-fil-A, so I, I think that trumps everything. Well, I think no, I think that I think that goes along with all the other things we just talked about. Yeah, maybe it does. Well, hey, <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for today. Today's episode. Go on out to Chick Fil A, man. Get yourself a gospel-centered chicken sandwich. Leave us a review on iTunes while you're doing it. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can share this episode with your friends. Head on out to our website, yankeepilgrim.com. Join the conversation. Until next time, Reverend, can you give us the last word? 
Don't forget the waffle fries and the Polynesian dunk. What? <laughs> hey, I'm partial to the sriracha myself. Okay. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> whatever floats you, whatever floats your nugget. That's. <laughs> you might have to. Oh come. man. Hey, uh, uh, let me. Let me. <laughs>